Welcome and thanks for listening to this message from City Bridge Community Church. Our heart at City Bridge is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. To learn more about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. Now, here's the message. This is a great day. So some of you don't know, my uh, second job is kind of to help Rebecca do the city engagement stuff. And so we put this uh, we put this on the calendar long ago, and this has been a passion uh, of my life for a really long time. And so I hope that I can calm down uh, enough to be clear uh, while we're trying to accomplish uh, today. And so just want you to know, we've been in Hebrews chapter 11 for the last three weeks, and we're not gonna be specifically in the passage of Hebrews 11 today, but we are gonna tell you Hebrew 11 stories of people who are sitting next to you, people that are out in that lobby, and they are practicing by faith. I love our church. I'm encouraged by our church, by the people that are in the room as I look out. And my hope today, my prayer today, has been that the folks that aren't engaging, that aren't living a life of worship, would say, hey, look at those folks that are living that way, I want some of that. I wanna live like that. I wanna live the adventure that is following Christ. That's my prayer today. And it starts for me this week, Wednesday. We get a text from a lady in our, um, our community group, Carol McWilkin. Many of you know her. I'm gonna mention a bunch of names today because you need to know who our by faith people are. Carol McWilkin and Grant, her husband, all right, he's an elder here, have over the course of the last several years really engaged with their neighbors, built relationships, done all the kinds of things at Easter, uh, Christmas, all of those kinds of things. And then Carol found out this last week that uh, one of her neighbors was in the hospital. And so she grabbed some, a little gift and she went up to the hospital and she sat down, was talking to her neighbor. In the course of the conversation, the neighbor just said, hey, I was told yesterday that I'm going home tomorrow and they're putting me on hospice care. And Carol, in the course of the conversation, just said, hey, are you ready to meet Jesus? And the lady said, I don't, I don't know what that is. Will you guide me? What does that mean? And so Carol sat by her hospital bed, shared the gospel with her, and they prayed, and they cried, and they prayed some more, and that lady gave her life to Christ. And so that lady was days or weeks or months away from dying, and her life changed. The eternity of her life changed because Carol and Grant had initiated relationship, loved people, had the courage to have the right conversation, all that under the auspices of God's, God's sovereignty. But here's the thing you need to know, okay? Carol is not seminary trained, okay? She, she has been faithful for years to avail herself to God's word, to the stuff that we have around here so that she could gr grow and be ready uh, in the time that was there. She is not, um, doesn't have the gift of evangelism, she would say. But in that moment, she was ready to have the conversation. And so I wanna tell you what our number one city engagement strategy is here at City Bridge. You be ready 
all the time. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're an ambassador. You're somebody who is to engage the people around you. You're called to engage your neighbor. No exceptions. It's the number one strategy, strategy that's here. So we're going to talk about kind of our second strategy here some today. But you need to know every single one of us that's a Christ follower, the number one strategy is to constantly be praying and engaging with the people around us. So what we're going to do today, we are going to take a look at kind of Romans 12, 1 through 6. And we're just kind of look about how, how do we do that? How do we engage with our body. We're gonna tell some stories from the front lines, from some of the ministries that are happening around here. And then I'm gonna give you a chance, I'm gonna ask some questions uh, at the end just to say, how do I evaluate if I'm living a life of worship, if I'm engaging with my neighbors and my community the way that I want to? And so let's dive into Romans 12, one through two to start. And it's a really familiar passage for a lot of us, but let's read it. It says, therefore, I urge you brothers by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And so this is after a lot of theology and a lot of things in Romans. And Paul's coming back and he's saying, therefore, I urge you. That word means I ask, I beg, I plead with you, I invite you, I exhort you to present your bodies as a living and holy sacrifice. And then it uses that term transformed, which is be molded, right? Be conformed, okay, to the image of of Christ. And so I've just got a little working definition that's helpful for me, and it's just this. Worship is a consistent presentation of my life to God for the purpose of transformation and mission. Worship is a consistent presentation of my life to God for the purpose of transformation and mission. And so everybody, I think most of the people know that I love the message, right? I don't study in the message, but I use the message as a tool to kind of help me understand God's word, and it's super helpful on this passage. So let me tell you what it says. It says, so here's what I want you to do. It's Romans 12, one and two in the message. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. Isn't that good? Your everyday, ordinary, walking around life, that is what you present to God. And so here's the first principle for today that I just want you to walk away with is that begin every day presenting your life and agenda to the Lord. And some of y'all have heard me teach this before, but the first thing in the morning when I wake up and I spend time with the Lord, I don't open my Bible, okay? The Bible is a significant part of what I do. But the first thing I wanna do is I wanna connect relationally with the Lord. And so I'll open my journal and I'll just write down, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Or I'll say something like, Lord, thank you for time with you this morning. Would you help my ways be your ways. And so my day starts with relationship, a presenting 
of my life before God. And if I don't start that way, all of a sudden, I start to fix my attention on my own agenda. And my agenda hardens through the day because I'm not connected to the Lord. And so I would just tell you as a practice, maybe it's an old practice for you, a new practice for you, but would you just try it? Would you just start your time with the Lord? Say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I'm available to you. And then open your Bible and go to town because he's gonna guide you and he is gonna lead you in that. And you know that if you're here, often we say at the end of the message, hey, have a great week of worship. You know where that comes from? Right here. Is that you're to presume, when we say have a great week of worship, that's exactly what we mean. Live a life that's available to God. Let him change your agenda. You be open to divine appointments like the doctor did with Allison, like Carol did with her neighbor being open to do what God would have you do in those days. That's why we say have a great week of worship. Let's look at Romans 12, three through six. It says, for through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly. And so Paul starts out by warning them against pride in their gifts. Well, this is interesting because when Paul wrote this, he's never been to Rome. Okay, but he's hearing about the church that, hey, that church is growing and he knows that a healthy church is gonna be using their gifts, but he's writing from Corinthians. And if you know anything about first and second Corinthians, you know that church was struggling with pride in their giftedness, the stuff that God has given them. So he starts this passage with a warning. He says, don't be prideful in the gifts that God has given you. And I would just tell you the inverse is true. Like as you think about your gifts that God has given you, every single person that has become a follower of Christ, that God has put into you a supernatural gift to be used for the edification of the church. You have one. And if you don't know that you have one, you don't know what it is, you don't know how to use it, that's our job at City Bridge. Okay, the staff's job and the leader's job is to help you figure that out. And at times, sometimes we know what our gift is, but we undervalue it. We don't allow God to move through it, okay, so that we can be used for the benefit of the church. So we are one body, the church of Jesus Christ, one body working together, many different gifts edifying the body of Christ. Each person's given a gift to use it accordingly, the scripture says, for the edification of the body of Christ. So I'm gonna give you a couple more principles here and I'm gonna state it in the negative and then we're gonna talk about the positive if I can. Principle number two for today, if you're not using your gifts, you're hurting our church. God has a plan for us to be effective in our culture, to be effective in our ministry. 
And if you're a part of the body of Christ here and you're not using your gifts, we can't be that all that God wants us to be. So the second thing is if you're not using your gifts, you're missing out on an amazing opportunity to grow your faith. Allison and I were talking before, uh, before she did her testimony today. I said, hey, Allison, have you done much public speaking? She's like, no. And I said, are you nervous about this? Said, yes. And she crushed it because she was talking about how God had changed her life. She's using the gifts that God has given her in her serving and then had the courage to tell the story today. And so the reverse is true. Think about it. If every single one of us that is a member at City Bridge and part of the body of Christ were all fully utilized in using our gifts, what could happen? We would be making more disciples. We would be loving and serving more people in our community. We would be building up the body, we would be effective. And all of us would be growing in our faith. We'd be taking advantage of this tool, this gift that God's given us that allows us to grow in our faith. And so if you're here and you don't know what your gifts are and you're a Christ follower and you don't know where you can use them, we want to help you. That's our job. There's no greater mission that we have as a staff Okay, it's to help you be fully deployed for the sake of God and his kingdom. We say all the time on staff, we have this phrase that says, we do ministry as a staff through people, not to people. That's our job. We want to help you. So one of the applications today, I would love for you to say, hey, I don't know what my gift is. We want to help you. Hey, I don't know where I can use my gift. We've got a place for you to use your gift and for you just to stand up and say, hey, I want to get in the game. I wanna be a part of God's grand adventure, okay, of helping people be disciples. And so there are so many things that we could do. We've got, I asked a couple of folks, we've got kids in Collin County, uh, we know that are living in hotels because there's, there's no place for them, there's no foster place for them. Uh, our prison ministry wants to take Regen into the prison, which I think is a brilliant idea. If we've got volunteers, right, we're gonna be able to do some of that. We could see 10 more patients a day at the clinic if we had a full staff of volunteers. And we need both medical and non-medical people. But imagine if we were all using our gifts, fully deployed what God could do with our church. And so we're gonna have some fun now, okay? I'm gonna tell you kind of what our strategy is besides number one, all of us being faithful all the time. I'm gonna give you kind of our four platforms, our launching pads, okay, for us to be doing ministry. Some of you are already involved in this. For you that have been here in the last couple of years, we haven't done a good job lately of communicating what our strategy is. And so this is gonna help you. And in the midst of that, I'm gonna tell you some stories that are gonna blow your mind, okay, about what God is doing through you at this place in our church. And so Paul says to follow me as I follow Christ. So how did Christ live? He was moving through his day ready to be directed. And there were times when he left people that weren't healed. He left communities where people were begging to meet with him and he was on a mission to go to the places that God had 
him going. But that's how we want to live, just as Christ walked through his life, not in a hurry, not overly busy, but available to what God would have, would have him do. And so the first of our core strategies around here is what we call neighboring. And the mission statement is to equip and empower City Bridge to be on mission in your neighborhood. And so 18 months ago, uh, we had two people who said, I wanna be a zone ambassador. And let me tell you what that means. So when we started this neighboring strategy, we broke up the area around City Bridge into elementary school zones. And we said, we'd love to have one, two or three zone ambassadors, people from City Bridge that live in that area. And so 18 months ago, we had two. Today, we have 34 that are covering 26 different elementary school zones, okay? And the ministry is having impact. It's what we're doing. And we've got 75 zones kind of within City Bridge's reach in Collin County. So we've got a long way to go, but this is a core strategy for us. Okay, and I wanna tell you a story. A lady named Abby Noel on our neighboring teams. Busy mom of two littles. She's got a newborn and a two-year-old. She's been de developing a relationship with a family that's got a different faith than what we have. And not too long ago, a, her, uh, a, the dad and the teenage son were in a car accident and the teenage son was, was killed tragically. And so their first call was to Abby, a Christian. And so Abby was over there immediately, visited that family, heard that there was a major burden of funeral expenses, was part of a team that rallied and basically raised $20,000 to help with funerals. She attended the funeral. They had some funeral services out of town. She met with them the day before. And here's what her email to me said. It said, I wasn't stressed or overwhelmed in the middle of this because God was with me. Folks, that's neighboring. Okay, and we have this platform called Neighboring to help you be effective. And so what are the needs in the ministry? One, if you wanna raise your hand and say, hey, I, I wanna be a zone ambassador, that's great. We would love for you to do that. You can go out in the hallway after the service is over and talk to that team and they will tell you exactly what that means. But we wanna cover all those zones with multiple people that have raised their hand and said, I want to be a great neighbor in my neighborhood. The second thing is, if you don't have the margin or it's not the right thing for your family to jump on that team, go find out who your ambassador is if there's one in your zone and say, I wanna know who that is. And anytime you do an event, I just, I just wanna know about it and I wanna be helpful. Can I come man a bounce house? Can I come pass out candy? What is that? But find out who that is and let's be the body of Christ, surround these neighboring ambassadors so that we can be helpful in our neighborhood. And so if you're not gonna be part of the official neighboring team, here's what you can do. You can invite four, you can grab four Easter invite cards. You can go get some of the robin eggs, okay? My favorite at Easter, right, the little box. And you can go next door to your neighbor, give them this, give them a card and say, hey, would you mind? Uh, we'd love to have you come to church with us on Easter. It's a great way to start to neighbor. So that's the first one, neighboring. The second one is City Bridge Urgent Care. Okay, so you've already heard from Allison today and their mission serving the under and uninsured through medical services, a way to express the love of Christ through word and deed. And we've got a couple of slides up here that you'll see in just a second, but here's a great story. So a gentleman that's now a part of our church moved from out of state, 
lost his job and began to isolate more and more. He lost hope, bills were piling up, and he even tried to take his life. And he Googled free clinic. And guess what popped up? City Bridge Urgent Care. Stacia, one of our amazing staff people at the clinic, met him at the door, spent some time with him, and just said, hey, there's something more going on here than medical stuff. And over the course of several days, he was back several times, and one of those days he trusted his, entrusted his life to Christ. And if the pictures come up, you're going to see a pillar Okay, with all those names on it, those are all the people that want to sign the column and put their name up there who have trusted Christ in our clinic. They ring the bell and they sign the pillar is what they do. And so he, he did that. And he started Regen and he started to meet others and he started to build a community around him and then his life got really difficult again. But this time he had a group of people around him. He had a support system and now he's working, he's connected, and he's even serving others with his story. He's now giving his spiritual service of worship that Romans 12, 1 and 2 talk about. So here's the need we have at uh, City Bridge Urgent Care. And I'm, I'm, I think we talk about this all the time, but I hear from folks Hey, I didn't know there was any needs at City Bridge Urgent Care. We have needs. All these places have things that we need the body of Christ to fill in. So we currently see between 15 and 20 patients a day, and we could probably see around 30 if we had the right amount of people. That's 50 people a week more that we could serve medically, but just as importantly, that we could share the love of Christ with. And that's medical and non-medical people. So here's what you need to know. I am the most non-medical person in the world, okay? But over the Christmas holiday, I was kind of doing what I'm gonna ask you to do a little bit later, and that's evaluating my life, taking a look at my life. And I just kind of looked and said, I am too much behind the desk, too much managing the church. I have got to get out, okay, and be with people. So I committed, at least for this semester, to every Wednesday morning, 8.30 to 11.30, to go to the clinic and serve as the pastoral care guy. I am having the time of my life, okay, to go in there to help the staff team. And there's probably three to four patients a day that I get to go in and I get to say, hey, hey man, did you, was your, your uh, medical, did they take care of you? Yes, he goes, hey, well, you're a part. This clinic's a part of our ministry at City Bridge. I'm a pastor. And so we care more about just about your physical needs. We care about your spiritual needs and your emotional needs. Man, I'd love to just hear your story. And we're off and running. And at times it leads to the gospel. At times it doesn't. And when I'm not there, when I'm not spending time with people, I'm doing the best I can. I'm probably messing things up to help with the lobby and even a database. Like I'm trying to learn the database there to be helpful. But it is a blast. And it's challenging my faith. And so if you're looking for opportunities to share your faith, this is a layup, okay? For you to come in and just be a part of, a part of our team. It's what the body of Christ does. It's our spiritual service of, our spiritual service of worship. So next thing, the next launching pad that we have for our ministry is um, the family uh, advocacy ministries that we have. And their mission is to seek to restore families and give hope and dignity to every human. We desire to be advocates of life from the unborn to children to parents. 
And let me tell you what's kind of part of this launching pad here. It's foster care and adoption, our team here. It's a partnership with Embrace Texas that kind of helps local families to connect with local kids. And 3,000 kids have been impacted, okay, because of what Embrace Texas is doing. Prestonwood Pregnancy Center, Real Options Pregnancy Center. We have an after abortion care team that's here. If you heard Allison's story, you heard that was part of her story. If that's part of your story, we can help you. We have people here to help. And we've got a path to restoration team that's trying to help parents who have lost their kids to CPS to reunify those families. And so it's amazing what God's doing. The amount of people that are adopting and fostering at our place. And here's what I want you to hear. If you're thinking about that, you'll read the story in the City Bridge News today of the loonies and you'll hear Jonathan just kind of say, hey, when we first started about this, I was kind of uh-uh, not interested. And over the course of time, God changed his heart. They got on the same page and now they're fostering and now they've adopted. If you want to do that here, you will not be alone. We will help you. Let me prove it to you. Two and a half years ago, a family in our church took the intro to adoption class and uh, um, thinking, hey, in a while, we'll do foster and adoption. But all of a sudden, a kinship placement showed up. Okay, a, fam- a family member showed up. And this person was pregnant, had two kids under three. Okay, and the kinship, the kinship placement was twins. And they said yes. They were at Cityscape playing and the friend that they were with at the time said, I got your kids, go. Okay, they come back. Okay, and all of a sudden the body of Christ is unleashed on this overwhelming situation. Let me tell you what happened. Um, they, our body signed up to do night feedings, meal trains, come over so folks could nap, equipment, supplies, people got babysitter certified. Just incredible what our body did to help. And the, because the husband was living on mission and he was talking about what they were doing, now there's a friend at work that has basically taken these twins on to foster those kids and the family member who had to give those kids up is now four months sober. Folks, God's at work. People in our body are using their gifts. And when you take a faith risk for God, God shows up. It's one of the things I talked about a couple of weeks ago is man, we just get too comfortable and we're not taking risk. But that's what the body of Christ does. And one of the things that's not an official platform of, of CityBridge, but I wanna tell you what's happening internationally here at CityBridge. Some of the stuff that's going on. Uh, we're about two years old as a church, and so we're trying to figure out kind of what our international strategy is. But in the meantime, our, peop- our people are being super effective. So we had a partnership before with an organization called Alarm. They had some leadership struggles. We kind of hit pause. And now the guy that we love and trust in Uganda named Liberty has kind of started his own, um, his own basically mission called Equip and Send. And so we're now partnering with him and we're supporting him uh, financially. But we've got other people in our body. Gary Amerson is one of those who has such a heart for international ministry that he and Josh went over in December to Africa And um, Gary, they went and saw the team of folks that he works with over there. And then they decided to take a little detour to Uganda to go see Liberty. They started talking. And this past week, 70 
pastors and leaders in that area of Uganda and Kenya were at a pastor's conference, okay? And that's not, okay, that's not us going to do a pastor's conference, that's them doing a pastor's conference. And it's amazing what God is doing in that area. Can I show you a new toy that Gary let me play with uh, this last week? And so this is an audio Bible machine is what this is, okay? So I'm gonna turn this on and it's got three languages on it. It's got English, it's got Swahili, and it's got uh, Kuyuku on it. So I just want you to listen. Okay, the touch of one button. Touch of two buttons. Our church is distributing those. People in our church are distribu distributing those in Africa, okay? And let me tell you what's happened. Stories that are coming back are, hey, you're supposed to set this thing in the middle room. It's got, in the middle of the room. It's got a great speaker system. Bunch of folks around it listening to God's word. Well, they won't let it happen. Everybody has to hold it, okay? Because it's the first time they've got God's word in their hands. And so they'll hold it for two minutes and pass it to the next guy and pass it to the next guy and pass it to the next guy. Okay, this thing will charge uh, eight hours. Okay, it's got a solar panel on the back and it's like 50 bucks for people to get God's word. Our church is a part of that. You, City Bridge, are a part of that. And I don't have time to read the other things. I've got 15 things listen, listed here. But God's at work. And so after the service, if you have questions about any of that stuff that ha that's happening internationally, Gary's gonna be up front and would love to, ask, to answer some of your questions. We're still working on our strategy for international mission. It's part of what we're thinking about. But we would love to have you just come and ask questions. We've also got that fourth bucket that we have. The fourth launching pad is bridges, and you're familiar with some of this stuff. It's Operation Christmas Child, okay? And you know what that is. You can do it with your families. We, we basically made 440 boxes last year as a church, but we were a host site for 4,600. 4, We've got a, a prison ministry here that partners with Kairos, and they're going into the prisons, and this is a family ministry you can help with. The family doesn't go into the prison, but we take cookies, we take placemats that are drawn by kids and it's a way, and you wouldn't believe some of the prisoners we've met, how encouraged they are by what we do to kind of help serve them. They're gonna have a booth out in the lobby. We've got Skylark and you guys know Skylark was an extremely effective bridge ministry for us last year as we had kids here during the summer when our building wasn't in use, okay? And Skylark has told us here, hey City Bridge, we're gonna give you a bucket of money to give away. And so if you've got a friends and acquaintances that need help with their kids during the summer months when there's no school, we have money to help you engage. Money, hear me? Money. So don't let money be the problem. City Bridge is again, I mean, uh, Skylark has been a great partner with us. And so let me close with this here in the last couple 
last couple of minutes. I would love for you just to evaluate how you're using your time and your talent, okay, based on these five questions. And we won't spend much time on the five questions. I'd love for you to just take a picture of that. But these are great questions for you to talk about with your spouse, talk about in your community group. What's the Lord saying to me? That's that presents yourself as a living and holy sacrifice. That's what kingdom investment best serves my family? How can I include my family in what we're doing? Am I under, over, or wisely deploying my time, talent, and treasure? That's a scary question to ask in your community group, but it's really important. Ask the people that are in your life, how do you see me stewarding the three T's, time, talent, and treasure? And then you evaluate how, how I'm doing, how you're doing. Do I need to reprioritize my time? It's a great question. It's one of the things that I did over the holidays is, hey, do I need, and I just came up with, hey, I'm doing too much of the management stuff and I'm not on the front lines enough. That's, that's how that came about. And the last one, what fruit's being yielded from my time? It's one of the ways that we can figure out if we're, am I, is my time fruitful? Do I see spiritual discipleship and things coming out of my time. And so those, those questions are super helpful. So here's what I want to wrap up with. By faith, Allison, Carol, Abby, Stacia, foster families, Gary Emerson, not perfect people, just like our friends in Hebrews 11, but folks who by faith are stepping out and saying, God, I want to be part of your great mission that you have given every one of us. I wanna be fully deployed for the sake of your kingdom. And we want to help you. That's our job. Thanks for listening. We pray this message encourages you on your journey with Jesus. If you found this message helpful, feel free to share it with others and leave us a review. To learn about City Bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, Check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. You can also follow us on social at citybridgecc. See you next time.